1: This
2: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On
1: his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular
2: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
1: What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now
2: here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: All right, everybody. Here's a math problem for you. We love math here on Fantasy Football Today. What do you get? When you add up Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan and multiply by five, you still don't get Jameis Winston. That would be 35 points compared to 38 for Jameis. Oh my goodness, what a weird week Uh, with uh, some really terrible major mega duds headlined by the Green Bay Packers. But you know what? I'm Adam Azer. I got Dave Richard here. Heath told me before the show... We're gonna accentuate the positive. We're gonna just. We're gonna eliminate the negative, not entirely. We're gonna be positive today, Heath. We're gonna we're gonna think positive thoughts, happy thoughts.
2: I'm I'm gonna do my very best. <laughs> you seem you bummed? No, I'm not. I'm not bummed at all. It's just it's always a struggle. I think and I would think Dave would say this as well um when you get things right versus when you get things wrong the the wrong things bother you more than the right things feel good and that's really dumb yep and I'm just going to try to not be that way anymore because there's absolutely no benefit to it and it doesn't make anything better
1: The other point I would make is that I I can when week one started at one o'clock that's when all of my, Process for week one ended and my process for week two began. So yes, I I talked up a lot of receivers that I thought were going to have great years and they still can just because they didn't have a good week one. But everything that we saw starting at the kickoff really on Thursday is all now working toward week two. We are moving forward. We're not looking back. We can. Oh, no, we are.
2: <laughs> we are definitely no, looking, we're totally back. looking back. back a little bit. <laughs> for the next hour.
1: We're yeah, for hour. Spinning everything toward week two. That's, that's my psyche. There's nothing we can do about it now. We got negative yards from Elijah Moore. We barely got anything out of Marcus Calloway. Oh, I don't even know who Aaron Rodgers is anymore. Dave, David just said hashtag Elijah. You were
2: talking about Mitchell. Who's Elijah
1: Moore? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's right. You guys
2: guys picked up the wrong Elijah
1: I was talking about the other 49ers running back.
0: 19 (laughs) carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown
2: for Elijah Mitchell. Absolutely Great call, Dave.
0: Aaron Rodgers didn't really love the hair. got to be honest with you. Didn't love the performance. We'll talk about that. Um, Who are you pumped up about, though? Who are you pumped up about after week one? Dave.
1: Get pumped! If I got to give somebody that I that I was happy to recommend, it was T.J. Hawkinson. It was on the the idea that he would lead the Lions in all the big receiving categories. He had a great game, and I I think this is how the Lions are going to operate for the majority of the season, if not the entire season. They don't they, they've got big question marks at receiver. They know it, and you saw all the targets get funneled to Hawkinson and the running backs. Heath, who you pumped up about?
2: Well, I have the Detroit running backs as winners, and I have them in my Believe It or Not article, so I'm not going to say DeAndre Swift. I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. You just said. I'm going to say Jalen Hurts because he looked so much better. And I know it's the Falcons, but it doesn't matter. Like Some of the moves he made, the touchdown pass to Goddard was a laser beam into a tight window. And the, the offense that they have designed... We didn't know. Like, there were several teams. We'll talk about the Chargers too, if not earlier. And believe it or not, there were several teams where we had major question marks about how their offense was going to function. I was very pleased with what the Eagles want to do. It won't be that easy every week. But they Mm -hmm. have designed something that Jalen Hurts can absolutely succeed at. Devontae Smith looked great. Jalen Rager caught every target that was thrown towards him. The first three passes went to Quez Watkins. They never threw to him again. It was really a fun performance by the Eagles.
0: And who is alone in first place in the NFC East? The Eagles. That's what what I'm telling you. They control their own destiny. They they sure do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right, so... Here's the thing. Heath and I, we haven't done a sh- the Sunday night show in what, nine months. So, am I doing Believe It or Not or are you? Oh, right. We do it for every game. That's right. Okay. I have a buy or sell segment where I unintentionally steal all of Heath's Believe It or Nots. And then later on in the show, we do Believe It or Not when the game recaps and Heath gets mad because I stole all his Believe It or Nots. But, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to fantasy football today on your smart speakers. Just say, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Or, hey Google, play the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Very cool, very easy. Let's do the news real quick here. Dave, let's talk about the 49ers running backs. Mostert left with a knee injury, and he gave way. This is why he was Jamie's start of the week, because we knew they were going to score a lot of points. And yeah, lo and behold, it's Elijah Mitchell with 104 yards and a touchdown.
2: yeah, I think when you start the Mostert thing, it has to also begin with what happened before the Mostert thing, yes. that Trey Sermon was inactive, uh, like completely shockingly to virtually everyone that I saw comment on it. And so Elijah Mitchell was the number two running back.
0: And, and I, I would have thought maybe it would have been hasty anyway,
1: but it was new, it was But anyway... Uh, Dave was awfully hasty on the waiver wire on Sunday morning. <laughs> Let's spin it. Let's I'm spin. still happy about it. We'll see where it goes. He wasn't a total dud. He scored, he right? a dud. He did score.
0: Let's, let's spin it forward, though, to the waiver wire and what you're going to do with the San Francisco Niner. Well, first of all, what do we know about Mostert? And then
1: you know talk about this whole situation. We know that he's got an ankle, or not ankle, knee. I believe it's a knee. Uh, we uh, don't even know what injury he has. Knee. Knee, it's but knee. not MCL. Okay, so who knows what that could mean? It could mean a week. It could mean four weeks. So this is this is what the Niners do. They load up on running backs that fit their system, and then they put them out there. Mitchell was definitely one of those fits. To be fair, Sermon looked like he was one of those fits. He just didn't have that, like, uh, the, the explosiveness was just kind of solid. It wasn't great. That's what I saw in the preseason. Uh, but Mitchell against the Lions looked great. I can't imagine he's going to be this good every week and that I there's going like, to be a rotation every right. week. I I would go –
2: like Mitchell needs to be added like everywhere though
1: because currently
2: he's the number two running back even if Mostert's healthy and we were drafting the number two running back in like round eight. So Mitchell's a must-add. I'm thinking 10 to 15% probably depending on – if we get news that Mostert's out for the year, then that obviously goes up. But I almost feel like something – there's a story in San Francisco that we don't know because the surprise sermon inactive and then Brandon Ayuk did not play a snap in the first quarter – and played behind Trent Shurfield pretty much the entire game.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it could be injury-related. Well, Kyle Shanahan
0: said it was. So what did Shanahan say exactly about, about
1: IU? So he, he he had something to say about both of them. Um, first, on the Sermon issue, he just said that Sermon got outplayed by the other backs in the training camp and in the preseason. And remember, we only see the preseason. We don't have access to training camp film or joint practices or anything like that. We've got to go off of beat reports. And so apparently the coaching staff thought that Mitchell and Hasty did a better job than Sermon in practice, and that's what got them on the field ahead of Trey Sermon. Uh, Addams for IUK, Shannon said that Sherfield's ascent in camp combined with Ayuk's recent hamstring issue that cost him 10 days were driving factors behind his usage or lack thereof?
0: Yeah. Well, don't drop Iuk. <laughs> but let's no, see, let's no, see this This is the w- buy
1: low window. What about uh, sermon? Either.
0: Are you dropping sermon?
1: No. Okay. All right. If so more hold, on, this on, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, yeah. if Mostert is out next week and sermon still is inactive, then I'm going to be pretty frustrated
0: i understand yeah all right we'll talk about it on the tuesday waiver wire show just want to get to as much as we can tonight jerry judy six to eight weeks perhaps out with a high ankle sprain honestly i thought he was gonna be out for the season so yeah you can stash him in an ir spot and uh hopefully he comes back soon but that was that was tough to watch and he still ended up leading the team in receiving he was on fire getting open really easily. Six catches, 72 yards on seven targets. And anyone who bought into Jerry Judy, look, it was a half of football, a little bit more than a half, but you should feel good about your prediction because he was he crushed it for the time that he was in there and I'm sorry that you won't get to put Jerry Judy in your lineup for a while. And uh, they
1: get Jacksonville
0: next week. Yeah. They get Jacksonville. Yeah, and then the Jets. And then the Jets.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, the Jets.
0: Sutton had a bad game, uh, but, but we got to, I mean, are you feeling pretty good about Cortland Sutton right now?
1: I'm feeling good about K.J. Hamler, who we had a debate about whether or not he should have caught that deep ball for a touchdown. You had a debate about that? We had a debate about it because it looked like like he had to adjust to the throw.
2: Uh, but he should have caught that should've. ball.
1: Are you kidding me? He should have caught it.
2: Yes, 50-yard Why touchdown. Why would we be feeling good about Cortland Sutton? Because Judy's out.
0: Sorry, and I hate to frame it that way, but you know his stock. But that's but how it is, right? KJ Hamler
2: idea. and Tim Patrick got more targets than Cortland Sutton in this game. I would like to
0: see if James Bradbury was was shadowing Sutton. I, it's, I think he may have been. I don't know, but that is yeah. one thing we, I'd like to
2: see. I would just say a guy coming back from that injury that puts up one catch for 14 yards on three targets in the opener. I'm I don't feel
1: I feel worse about him.
0: Okay. Um, he's Josh, worth a
1: review of the film this week.
0: Josh Jacobs is questionable for tomorrow night's game with an illness. So, if he's if he's out, would you start Tyson Williams or Kenyon Drake?
1: Williams over Drake.
2: It'd probably for me, be Williams and non Drake in PPR. Jets left tackle Mikai
0: Beckton left in the third quarter. It looks like a sprained MCL for Beckton. Uh, Cleveland left tackle Jedrick Wills was carted off the field. I, I did not see uh, an update on that, but that's a t- those are t- two second-year ascending players. That's tough. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick left in the first half with a hip injury, so
1: we'll see. It's a partially dislocated hip. So, what is? Do you know a timeline for that? I, I do not know a timeline, but I'm almost certain he can't come back from that in time for week two Thursday. It could be a a long, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be out for a while. All right. Taylor Heineke Thursday against the
0: Giants. Michael Gallup could miss three to five games with a calf injury. Detroit left tackle Taylor Decker is on IR. He could miss about a month. They obviously don't need him. They obviously don't. And Dallas right tackle Lyle Collins suspended five games, but he thinks he has a chance to win an appeal. But, you know, you don't like to see that. Um, and... uh all right, we'll
1: keep an eye on the Lyle Collins
0: situation. <sighs>
1: All right, let's talk. Let's uh, let's get negative.
0: Let's get negative here.
1: The mega duds. No, we're gonna get positive. Let's go. Yeah, I, we're I, gonna name the guys. What is this? The guys who did bad this week? That's yeah, some of them. All right, we're gonna make every. I will find a way to say something nice about every single one of these players. There were enough negative
2: players that we should not have players who scored ten or eleven PPR points on this list.
0: All right, so I mean, yeah, we got like, all kinds stuff. of. We got
2: Brandon Ayuk doing absolutely nothing. Aaron Jones with like. I'm going six with
0: first touches. round picks here. I'm going with first I'm round. I'm just picks. saying,
2: with all the terrible mega duds, you should not be putting Derrick Henry's name on it. I'm looking at the list.
1: Half this list is Green Bay Packers. It, no, true.
0: there are. Th- there's three mega duds. There's Derrick Henry, the Packers, and Saquon Barkley. <laughs>
2: okay, so <if laughs> you Brandon Ayuk is a bigger mega dud than any of. them.
0: We just talked about him. We want to do another <laughs> segment on him. Come on, Megan. All right. What did you, any concerns about Derek Henry, the Packers or Saquon Barkley?
1: Not about Derek Henry. No, uh, I still love that. He got a lot of work. I love they had three catches. That's something new and exciting. And uh, Seattle next week will be a challenging matchup, but he's, you know what the, the potential is with him. It almost looks like he got off to a real slow start and his O-line got off to a slow start. Uh, he also got let's talk at the about the goal Barkley line like,
0: twice in a row, or maybe three times. I think twice in a row, so he could have had twice a in a row at close. the
1: goal line. Yes, that's right. And then Tannehill ran it in on the third yeah, try. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Saquon, Saquon just didn't play that much. I'm not ready to say he looked bad. I didn't pay close enough attention to it. I'm pretty sure you might have, Adam.
0: Well, what did I tell you? What did we talk about on this live stream on Thursday? I look back at every one of his tough matchups since his rookie mm-hmm. season, and he has struggled in almost all of them in terms of per carry. He really hasn't been that effective. And I don't blame Saquon Barkley; their line is horrible. So okay. I, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about it. He, he just he needs to break off a big play. Obviously, this wasn't going to be the game to do it. They barely had the ball. He didn't play his full okay. snap, snap share. But I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was disappointing. It was disappointing.
1: Here. I'll tell you how many snaps he played if you give me a sec. You know, it was not disappointing.
0: What?
2: Justin Fields just played a snap on the Bears' first drive and completed a pass. All right, listen, yeah. so we're deviating what a here.
1: <laughs> DVRing here. Gakaroo, DVRing here. No, we're,
2: I think since we're doing a live show, I need to be doing this more often, Adam. This is more important that I that I share these things as they happen. Justin Fields completed a pass in the red zone, and then Andy Dalton threw an interception.
1: No way. Yes. Oh wow. All well, right. that's it. That should be it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we told you we were going to start you. You threw an interception. <laughs> That's just some field time. Uh, 28 snaps for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, there were...
0: But they, I mean, they're they horrible. I mean, the Giants Sterling are horrible. And... Played 56 yeah, snaps. I am, he might have
1: played half the
2: snaps. I am... If, if anybody's expectations changed, and I was already concerned about Saquon, but I am more concerned about Saquon after this game than I was.
1: All right, what about the pack? I think... Hold on. I think there's a buy-low window on Saquon. And it's going to last through Thursday and into next weekend. And then week three, they've got Atlanta. And I would bet by then they're going to say, okay, we just got to let this guy play. And they start building him into the offense more and more. All right,
0: What about the, uh, the Packers? They lost 38-3, to I believe. Aaron Rodgers scored one point. Aaron Jones had five carries. A.J. Dillon had four. I mean, just a, 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 Devontae Adams, five catches for 56 yards. I'm sure he saw a lot of Marshawn Lattimore. Um, but, yeah, this was, this was alarming. What you guys think?
2: I mean, look like Aaron Rodgers is old and washed. <laughs> don't say that.
1: Yeah, I got a warning text from Adam today saying, don't go on the podcast and say that Aaron Rodgers looks old and is going to stink. And I don't think that's what you're saying, Heath. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You go, oh, that was and exactly it. what I was saying okay. because Adam told you not to say it. He. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Heath could that, say that's it. That's how he looked. He looked old. He didn't look like himself. It was the hair. He also looked like a guy who was in total control of the offense. Like they had, there were a lot of interesting decisions that they made, like going forward on fourth and short, deep in their own territory later in the game. I just I I thought it was a little odd. There's something really odd about the whole game. The offensive line I don't think played so great. Everybody knows Rob it's tough going to
2: Jacksonville week one.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look what happened to the Colts last year. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. He's I People can't ain't... help but think that they will get it straightened out in time for week two against the Lions. Good comment to moon. <laughs> Completely washed
0: Yeah. So listen, so we're doing this, we're doing a live stream right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football. And we put up a question. Do you think, what was the question? (laughs) Do you still believe in Aaron Rodgers? Is Aaron (laughs) Rodgers washed up? up Everybody keeps like, almost everyone is saying washed, which first of all is wrong because it's washed up. (laughs) It's not washed.
2: No, we're on YouTube. It's definitely washed. It's 100% washed.
0: I I, I mean, all right. So right now, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Jameis Winston? No, you're gonna take Rodgers. Rogers, Rogers <laughs> or um oh, I mean you're gonna take Jalen Hurts. For jo- sure. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Joe Burrow or Rodgers. Bengals look
1: good. They looked all right. I, I was Burrow had his moments. They looked
0: very yeah. run heavy though. Very run heavy. Only threw, I think, twenty eight oh. passes.
1: But well an we were drafting game? Burrow as like the thirteenth quarterback off the board. I guarantee you, if we were redrafting, Rodgers would be at least the tenth quarterback off the board. I guess I would say Rodgers here, but if I've got Rodgers and no other quarterback, I've got to at least start looking at other quarterbacks on the waiver wire just to see what's out there. And if I've got the bench space, I'm going to pick up a second guy because if he looks bad against Detroit, yeah. Too, oh, next week you're, you're not you're not going to be confident to start him in week three. <laughs> All right,
0: that's our mega dud segment here. Um, let's get to an early look at the waiver wire, guys. So. Who are the top – this is a quick segment. we got a full show for it on Tuesday. Top guys you think will be uh, waiver wire pickups, fab pickups?
1: Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell's at the top of the list. Brown's DST will be a popular pickup. Hopefully Justin Fields. That
2: would be nice. <laughs> I mean, not really, but hopefully. Um, I think to- Mike, Mike Williams is like 63% rostered. I think he's going to be – You know who's probably going to be picked? I hate to even say it, but – I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Cordero
1: love on the uh, waiver wire. What about Jawan Johnson? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, man. People are going to see so those mad. two touchdowns, and they're going to run like they're com- running into their A complete parents Jared arm. Cook, who Three uh, targets who two touchdowns, who led
0: the team in targets, who led the Saints in targets. Um, Adam
2: Troutman th-
0: <laughs> with six. Time was like what four or five? I think he had six.
2: It was a very Uh, weird game. Yep. Three catches for 18 yards. (laughs) Which is funny, because six times three is 18. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He had the same average yards per catch as number of targets. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh,
0: So, Which is probably (laughs) only good if you have like 50 targets, right? Yeah. all right. So, yeah, I think Mike Williams is really interesting, you know, against Washington to do what he did and had, mm-hmm. I think he had the second most targets and he had the second most targets of his career and he had the most catches
2: of his career. He had he eight is catches. The first, it's funny, though, because he is one of the people on the Twitter was least believing in. He's one of the, the first one of my, uh, believe it or not, in the article. And um, mm. no, nobody believes that he's going to be a top 25 wide receiver.
0: I believe he's a must add. I think we should probably yeah, always say that. Yeah, his roster rate's
2: got to be close over sixty percent, though. Sixty-three, isn't it? I believe. What? Sixty-three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: but uh, but I think it should be in the eighties. Am I overreacting? They have Dallas next week.
2: I think it should be close to hundred. They okay. told us, like, we'll just do this now. Holy cow, Van Jefferson, sixty-seven yard touchdown. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. uh I think it he needs now? to be universally rostered. They told us all off season they were going to throw the ball to him, and then he come out the first game.
0: Yeah, they threw the ball to him. Yeah, Heath froze. That's
2: all right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we hope to
0: have Heath Cummings there. He is. He's unfrozen. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we got some buy or sell. Let's see how many of the Believe It or Nots we can steal from Heath. We'll be right back.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
0: Let's do some buy or sell. Let's talk tight end. Buy or sell. TJ Hawkinson, eight catches, 97 yards and a touchdown, is better than Kyle Pitts rest of season. Pitts had eight targets, but only caught four of them. Falcons stunk. Buy or sell? T.J. Hawkinson's better than Pitts. Rest of season.
1: I'm buying it because I was saying it for the last two months. Yeah, buy. That's it. That's an easy buy. I guess it's easier
0: for us. I wonder what the audience. Let's see, audience. What do you think? Buy or sell? Uh, Hawkinson over Pitts. Let me know, or just type in Hawkinson or Pitts. I want to get some instant reaction. Who do you like? Rest. Of I got it.
1: I had the chance to watch the Falcons' offense before we came on the <laughs> air, and. Once they were down by 10 scores, this game was over. The Eagles were getting to Matt Ryan, and they had a good zone coverage defense that kept the big plays from happening. They only had two plays all game of uh, 15-plus yards or more. One of them was by Pitts. Pitts had the best play of the game. It was 18 yards. So he needs more targets. He needs more work, but that offense needs to figure out a way to beat zone coverage.
0: Yeah, Hawkinson absolutely crushing it right now, and I think that's probably a little, little recency bias, right? A little reaction to week one, but they were obviously close. Just nobody's panicking about Calvin Ridley. Nobody's taking, you know, Amari Cooper over Calvin Ridley, I don't think. I don't think so. Maybe with the Gallup injury, it's a little bit different, but
1: yeah. Mm, Ridley's yeah. stuck. All right, buy or sell? I think it's it, it actually might be pretty close.
0: Byers, but it's not a season long. All right, all right. Buy or sell? Jamar Chase is the best Bengals wide receiver in fantasy going forward. He had 100 yards and a touchdown. 101. Higgins had 58 yards and a touchdown. Boyd had 32 yards. Buy or sell? Jamar Chase is the best Bengals wide receiver going forward.
2: I'll buy it. And this is one of those things that irritated me um, because I let the talk go. I didn't I didn't really care about the drops, but I really cared about how much he seemed to care and how much he seemed to be talking about the drops. And so I had lowered him quite a bit for Week One. But I we've had it ranked. We I think we all had it ranked this way for most of the preseason, if not all, but the last week. So yes, I buy it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I kept it that way all preseason. So I'll say I buy it too, but I don't feel nearly as confident about that one as I do the Hawkinson Pitts one. Cause Higgins had a good game and he didn't even play the whole game. He left, he was dehydrated. He had to get juiced up and then he, he came back in.
0: All right. Buy or sell Corey Davis and his 97 yards and two touchdowns on just seven targets. Corey Davis is set for
1: a monster season. I can buy it, it is what it is. He was the top target getter. The, the first touchdown he scored was just right place, right time type of a deal. But the second one was pretty good. And I, I think the jets offense just looked totally out of sync in the first half. They got their act together in the second half. It gives me optimism for the whole offense, but Davis looks like he's going to keep on where he left off in the preseason.
0: Yeah, I, this one was interesting to me because he really had almost no impact on the game, you know, for much of it. They they kept it somewhat close defensively, but they it were horrible. The Jets were terrible offensively. Yeah, the first half they were just And he misery. caught his second touchdown was very garbage timey. And he's got New England and Denver in the next 2 weeks. So anyway, Heath buy or sell. Corey Davis is
2: set for a monster season. I need to see it against somebody besides the Panthers, so All
1: right. Well, but after those games against the Patriots and Broncos, he's got the Titans and then the Falcons. So he's going to have pockets. He's going to be a number three receiver that might be based on matchups. Okay. Th- does that mean not a monster season? No, Probably. not necessarily. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you can, I don't think, I, I don't think you can call somebody a monster if he's going to be a number three receiver who's matchup based. All right. Buy or sell. Buy
0: or sell. Austin Eckler did not have a catch today, but he scored a short yardage touchdown.
1: I that. think he had another short yardage carry on top of it. What are we buying or selling? That he didn't have a catch today, and he scored.
0: A, oh, he's going to have catches. Out.
1: This <laughs> happened last year. I've just, it? I mean, there was, was a different quarterback in week one last year, but the same thing happened last year where Eckler wasn't involved in the passing game, and then all of a sudden he started getting like yeah. 10 targets a game. The The only thing that makes it
2: different for me is that last year I knew who his coach was, and I knew what his coach did. And I don't have the same confidence with their system this year. If they're going to throw it to Mike Evans this much and Keenan Allen this much, there won't be as many running back targets.
0: They do have Mike Williams, not Mike Evans. Does that change anything? Thankfully for them. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was really interesting. I mean, when was the last time Austin Eckler didn't have a catch? I'm going to look that up. Uh, the Packers.
1: Justin Jackson, third on the Chargers and among yeah. running backs and carries.
0: Yeah, Larry Roundtree will probably be a waiver wire guy. Week six
2: of 2018, Austin Eckler did not have a catch. Oh, he also didn't. Week 18 of 2018. Hmm. Week 18 of
0: 2018. 17. Yeah. All right. He had Mike Evans. Uh, buy or sell, the Packers should have traded Aaron Rodgers. That's just a joke. We already talked about that. Buy or sell. Now is the time to sell Brandon Cooks. Cooks had 132 yards against the Jaguars yeah. on seven targets.
1: Any anytime Brandon Cooks has a big game, you should try and move him. They're not playing Jacksonville every week. Jacksonville's defense looked so bad. He's got the Browns next week, Carolina after that, Buffalo after that, New England after that, and Indianapolis. Get what you can for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that is a gauntlet i will say that i thought tyrod looked good again it was jacksonville so he had a lot of time to throw uh, on a lot of his plays but i I just i i can't expect brandon cooks to do that every week he He hasn't historically he was a
2: little bit different somebody told him to just play because it was not the normal tyrod taylor he was winging the ball down the field
0: Mm -hmm. he did have a very nice game Good for Terod Taylor, and he will be at Cleveland next week. All right, injuries, news and French notes. Game. These are a lot of fake out injuries. Chase Claypool, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson—they all briefly left and came back. George Kittle got hit in the face. George Kittle got hit in the face by an onside kick. He appears to be okay. Joe Mixon did did, you- did the same thing. What?
1: Yeah. Did Did you see that? Damian Harris got hit in the face by his own helmet.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I didn't he see got, that. He got hit while. Uh, running the ball and his helmet came off and popped them Ooh, it was like down sucks. for a while oh i think that's what happened
0: all right well he came back so did joe mixon rashad yeah, penny did. did not come back he came back and fumbled and patriots lost yeah he did have the game losing fumble uh, rashad penny left with a calf injury uh trent brown for the patriots did he come back left in the first quarter check on that one Didn't sometimes happen. the late games don't get the full injury updates when we go on the air. Uh, Schrager, if you could check on Trent Brown, that would be excellent. Zach Ertz left with a hamstring injury. Gabriel Davis limped off. Uh, The Ertz thing obviously could have a a pretty big impact on on Goddard. So we'll keep an eye on that. All right. Time for our winners and losers. Heath, your winners. You have Devin Singletary, Mike Williams, and DeAndre Swift. Let's talk about Devin Singletary. Another surprise inactive with Zach Moss. Um, But were you happy with what you saw from Singletary, who did fumble twice, by the way?
2: Yeah, both. it was weird. Both of them were out of bounds. Um, I saw both of them. I think one, he was actually trying to get the ball out of bounds to stop the clock late in the game. So I'm not sure if they were actually both unintentional fumbles. But I think considering the matchup against the Steelers, it was a pretty encouraging performance. He showed some of that same juice on a couple of plays in the second half that he had showed us in the preseason. It's still worth remembering that he's a Buffalo Bills running back, so it's probably not going to be like a huge upside. But the fact that he got 80 yards on 14 touches against the Steelers, I feel pretty good about that. This is actually You've got a, to be a happy. major story. You've got here. to
1: be happy that he had uh, 11 carries. Wow. Like in, in a game where Buffalo, it, it was competitive for a while, and then they got blown out. They threw the ball 51 times. The running backs had 15 carries in the game, but at least Devin had 11 of the 15 carries.
0: Well, I just think it's a huge story that Zach Moss was inactive.
1: You know, this is a, this is a big deal. Right. I don't know if it's going to stay that way. Brida averaged 1 yard per carry. Yeah,
0: yeah, I haven't seen anything on Moss if there was a reasoning behind
2: it. I I would be curious. I don't know if you have this information yet, Dave. Did Matt Brida play on special teams?
1: Uh, I think there's a way I can check. I I just uh, It seems like minutes. teams
2: are very hesitant, especially if they're not going to run very much to carry backup running backs that aren't going to play on special teams.
0: Uh, All right, Mike Williams, we already talked about, and uh, DeAndre, well, it was both the Detroit running backs, so this was a tremendous performance from these guys. Swift was started in 69% of leagues. Jamal Williams started in 5% of leagues. Swift had 11 carries. Williams had nine. They both had eight catches for more than 50 yards. They both scored. Incredible. So what do you make of it, Heath?
2: I just want to make sure that when people see these numbers, they don't think, well, yeah, but it was only a one-score game. They were getting blown out almost the entire game. This game was never close. They were down by three scores at the two-minute warning and then scored two touchdowns and actually had a chance to score a third after the two-minute warning. It was incredible, but this was what I pretty much expect from an Anthony Lynn offense. Now, they're not probably going to have quite... But what they have combined? 20-36 touches? I think you should expect 32. And I think that makes them both like it makes Swift a a high end number two and and Williams a low end number two is what my expectation. Now in this game, Williams was more efficient. I would not expect that to be the case most weeks. Okay.
0: I was trying to see because they they were getting blown out. I mean, it was 41-17. Yeah. Oh,
2: they were getting blown out almost the entire game.
0: Yeah. But when it was 41-17, I want to see who got the carries because that was the only thing I... I didn't really, you know, I know the carries were pretty even, but was it, I think it was mostly even for, it was even for much of the
2: game. Yeah, it was Williams the entire first drive, Swift the entire second drive, and they just kind of mixed and matched from that point on.
0: Okay. All right, Dave's winners are Jamar Chase.
1: Adam, wait till you see this Van Jefferson touchdown. (laughs) I'll go on Twitter.
0: Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts, and Miles Sanders. You want to talk more about Chase or? I
1: I think it's pretty clear now that, Everybody recognizes that they overreacted to what they saw in the preseason and that the guy who was so talented when he came out of LSU and then waited a year to come into the NFL uh, is is the real deal. And he's going to have good opportunities moving forward. I don't really think – I think everybody's ready to start Jamar Chase every week. One person on Twitter told me, I knew there was a chance. I, I was benching Chase regardless. I knew there was a chance he would go off. I had to see it first. And that might have been the sentiment that a lot of fantasy managers had with Chase, is that they just had to see it first. And now that they've seen it, they're going to buy in for a while. He's bought himself at least three or four weeks. If he has three more bad games, has a bunch of drops, then people will worry. But for now, no one's worried. Yeah. I'll tell you who should be worried. Miles Sanders really should have had a better game than he had. I thought he looked good. He had no catches in the first half. Uh, In the second half, he started getting targets. He had four catches in the game. I think he had a lot of nice runs, and uh, you know Gainwell stole a touchdown, and Hertz had some yards. I, I I think that Miles Sanders could end up having a pretty decent year after all. How many of
2: Gainwell's carries came after the game was kind of out of control?
0: I don't uh, know. I can look that up, I but find that his out. touchdown came after a kind of long Miles Sanders. I, I saw play. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But
2: like, it would concern me if the 15 to nine carry eight ratio and five to three target ratio for those two carries forward. Then I think Sanders is appropriately ranked as a low end number two running back. Uh,
0: ben. So Schrager's give me some good info here. First of all, Zachary's returned to the game. So you can forget about him. No update on Trent Brown for the Patriots and uh, for Gainwell, he was mostly using the two minute drills and later downs. I'll try to check out uh, the, you know,
1: The very end of the game looks like three carries for Gainwell in the fourth quarter, so that's not a big percentage of them.
0: All right, let's move on. I'll I'll try to look more into that. Um, But no, okay. So you're not you're not sharing the same enthusiasm. But first of all, the fact that Miles Sanders had four catches is huge. I wasn't expecting that. Second half, he had one target in the first half. He's good. We're finally going to get to see him with a good offensive line. You know, after last year. Yep. Yep. He's good and he'll get more touchdowns and gain. Well, Um, All right. So Miles Sanders or Mike Davis rest of season.
1: Sanders. I I think you've got to say Sanders. I don't like that. He plays San Francisco next week, but then again, look at what the Lions running backs did to that defense.
0: Um. All right. So going to the losers. Why don't we go right to Mike Davis? Cause he he's one of your losers. Why is he one of your losers? He had 18 touches.
2: I don't like how involved Cordero Patterson was in the game plan, and I really don't like how awful this offense looked. Just dreadful. Um, And maybe a month of Arthur Smith working with these guys and that it will look better, but I didn't think, I mean, I don't want to, I don't think Cordero Patterson's better than Mike Davis, but again, it's a similar ratio to what Sanders and Gainwell were. And I don't think the reason I don't get as excited about standards, I don't think they're going to have too many games with game scripts like the one they ha- just had against the Falcons. That's I didn't think the Falcons would have very many of those games either, but I thought this would be one of them.
1: I think I again watched this team. Uh, it wasn't the All 22. It was just the the game as it was broadcast, and there were there was some good blocking for Patterson, and he just was not nearly as fast as. Someone who's playing running back in the NFL should be. He's big, he's physical, but he wasn't. He should have had a much bigger game just based on the type of blocking that he had. I think Davis did look better and a little more explosive, and they've got to get him involved in the passing game a little bit too. I'm going to say Sanders over Mike Davis rest of the season, but I think that Mike Davis can come out of this and put together some solid games with some good catches. He's going to have to catch the ball a lot next week. He's at Tampa. Giants after that, Washington after that. Okay, it, it's going to be us. This is what we talked about. He had, he had a really bad st- yeah. schedule to start the year. By the way, if this helps, Heath,
0: fifteen carries for Sanders, nine for Gainwell. Three of the carries for Gainwell were the very last drive of the game for the Eagles when they were winning twenty nine to six or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I think twenty nine to six. Yeah. nope, thirty. Yeah, twenty nine to six, and they got a field goal on that drive.
1: And they kicked a field goal. So late. that's yeah. better.
0: I mean, fifteen to six is is better than fifteen better, to nine. Yeah, yeah. it is.
1: And Boston um, Scott did nothing.
0: Right. All right. Any more losers, Heath, that you want to talk about?
1: Ayuk and um, Elijah Moore, you listed here.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about Ay- Ayuk yeah. enough. You've got to hold on to him. and You can't use him. And it's kind of the same thing with Elijah Moore. I wouldn't go drop him for Mark Ingram this week. Um, I think that would be the equivalent to Peyton Barber, right? But um, <laughs> you just kind of hold him for a couple of weeks and hope that he gets more involved. He was just, I mean... Not even a part of the game plan, really. Okay. So, yeah, he
0: had a deep rookies. target
1: early on. Okay, so listen. He had a play callback by penalty, I think.
0: You have to be patient with rookie wide receivers if you want to keep them. But he has the Patriots I, and the Broncos right. with his next two games, so just keep that in mind as well.
1: I, I think it goes down like this, Adam. Either you cut him now and you, you just roll with the consequences because you probably aren't going to feel good starting in the next two weeks anyway. Or you've got to hold on to him for the next three weeks and not use him against New England, not use him against Denver, and hope that he's shown you something in those two games to where you'll feel comfortable using him against Tennessee.
2: I, I really am just planning on, I'm holding Elijah Moore until his bye. He gets the Titans and the Falcons right before his bye. Right. If he hasn't shown something by then, he's not worth holding through his bye. Yeah, I, you should try to, otherwise.
0: Yeah. It, right. It just The quarterback situation is going to have a lot to do with this, too. Right? I mean, Zach Wilson's going to have to play
2: well. Yeah, And Man. he didn't look like someone who was going to do that.
1: Not yet. He did better in the second half. Okay. Dave's we'll losers see. against the Patriots. We'll see how he does.
2: Dave's losers are Julio
0: Jones, Tyler Boyd and Ben Roethlisberger. All right. So are you really worried about Julio Jones? Three catches
1: on seven targets, 29 yards. I'm worried about the whole Titans offense after how Arizona shut him down. Didn't Arizona only have one decent cornerback coming into the game. And they. They absolutely Chandler Jones just rattled Ryan Tannehill. Wasn't the offensive line for the Titans supposed to be one of the better offensive lines in the league? Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about that offense in general. AJ Brown made a play for a touchdown. Derrick Henry really didn't get anything going until the second half. He had two chances at a touchdown. He couldn't get it done against Arizona, and, and maybe we're gonna just find out that the Cardinals' defense is amazing. But I'm I'm a little concerned about Julio. It's not like I'm cutting him, but. He's got to show us something against Seattle, against Indianapolis, the Jets after that, Jacksonville after that. He's got some good matchups coming up that you'll feel okay starting him. But I was hoping for for better numbers. I was hoping for more than 29 yards. I understand that, but let's
0: talk about this real here, okay? Are we really downgrading Julio Jones? Are we really downgrading any Packers or any Titans based on these
1: duds in week one? Not, Not among the studs. But anybody that thought that they had something with MVS, uh, forget about it. A.J. Dillon, more of a handcuff than a guy that you can use as a flex each week. But how do we know that? He had he had led the team in rushing. He had as many carries as Jones. or had like one fewer. I think he w- – didn't he play with Love? Wasn't he rotating with Kylan Hill late in the game?
0: Uh, probably, but he also was in
1: – you know. I, uh,
0: I mean, Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones won. had like seven touches in this game. I –
2: I don't know what to make of this Packers game. It was horrible. I'm more worried about Julio than I am the Packers. Um, Although he did have an almost touchdown because he's Julio. That's true.
0: Yeah. All right. At Seattle next week for Julio, Ben Roethlisberger. Didn't, uh, didn't look look so good. Does get the Raiders next week. 18 to 32, only 188 yards and a touchdown at Buffalo. So yeah. I mean, are, are we sounding the alarm? I guess on the Steelers receivers.
1: Let's see what happens with the Raiders. Yeah, that's going to be a telltale game. Okay.
0: Yeah, Roethlisberger, though, he just didn't
1: really look no. any and
2: different. And the new offense
1: did not look like something that was
2: going to make us feel better.
1: It didn't look like the, a new it offense. So it looked like the old offense. Sometimes
2: they moved before they snapped it, Dave. Then they were in the same place.
0: <laughs> I don't know if there's any goal line work or... or uh... You know, anything you saw, like Kareem Hunt was still in. But Nick Chubb obviously was too, but Kareem Hunt got his work inside the five-yard line. He scored a short yardage touchdown. He was in on fourth and one when Landry scored a rushing touchdown. Um, Yeah, I don't know if there was anything. Oh, oh, this is actually big. James Connor is, he, he's Kenyon Drake once they get, like, near the goal line. Once they get near the 10-yard line, basically. He's the guy. Uh, I think Edmonds is going to get more work. But I don't know how many touchdowns Edmonds is going to score this year. So, as of right now, things can obviously change. But it was clear when they got near the goal line, when they got near the end zone, James Conner was in the game. Uh, they had nearly identical snap shares. And Edmonds plays a pretty valuable role in the passing game. He had four catches. But, you know, that was not what you wanted to see. We'll see how it plays out.
1: What did Do you, you know guys how many carries hit? James Conner had inside the 10 today? How many? As many as I had. No. Yeah?
0: Well, he carries. was in there. He was in there. Fine.
1: But I think Kyler had a short yardage rushing touchdown. He did.
0: Well, I, If you can find snaps inside the 10, I'd be interested in that. Let's go through I our may be able to. top five at each position. The Week 1 leaderboard. Let's go to the quarterbacks. I thought to myself after Thursday Night Football, are Dak Prescott and Tom Brady going to be in the top five? I think Brady still is. Yes, he is. Uh, Kyler Murray, 41 points. He looked terrific. Jameis Winston threw 20 times and threw five touchdown passes. He's number two. He's tied with Patrick Mahomes. This is six per passing touchdown leagues. Murray had 41. Winston had 38. Mahomes, 38. Brady, 35. Goff, Wilson, Hurts, all tied with 34 points. So, Heath, it's a lot of studs in there, but it's also Jameis and Goff. Do you have faith in either of them going forward?
2: I am much more interested in rostering Jameis, obviously, but I'm not certain that Jameis is... Um, I don't have faith yet, no. That's obviously... I mean, you throw... I think he was the first quarterback in like 40 years or something to throw five touchdown passes with fewer than 150 yards.
0: Uh, Dave, Oh, thank you, Dave. James Conner, four snaps inside the 10, one inside the i I'm going to tell
1: you how many snaps inside the 10 the Cardinals had all game.
0: You can tell me how many Edmonds had, and I'm going to be embarrassed if it was similar because the way I was looking at it was pretty clear Connor was their guy there. But um, all right, that's good analysis on the quarterbacks here. Hmm. I, I don't know if Six. There's...
1: So four of six of snaps inside the 10 Connor was in on. Okay. Uh,
0: all right, let's go to running back. The top running backs, Joe Mixon. That's pretty cool. Hey! Yeah, man. So this is non-PPR a pretty similar list in PPR, except McCaffrey and Williams are higher. Jamal Williams. Uh, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Melvin Gordon. He had a 70-yard touchdown late in the game. He and Williams did nothing for most of the game, and then 70-yard touchdown for Melvin Gordon. Gave him 11 carries, 101 yards and a touchdown, and three catches for 17 yards. So Mixon, Chubb, McCaffrey, and then Jamal Williams and Elijah, Elijah Mitchell are <laughs> tied in the top five. As well. And Williams had eight catches and Mitchell had none. So it's not even close in PPR. Also, DeAndre Swift is top five in PPR with his eight catches. Um, So, Dave, what do you make of this list? Mixon, Chubb, Melvin Gordon, McCaffrey, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift.
1: You know, it's all the stars that we were taking in round one, round two. Worked out just like we thought it was. it was three of the five. Yeah, I know. Three of them did. But, like, you just look at those Lions running backs. And you just know that it's not going to be like this every week where these guys are going to put up crazy points and have lots of touchdown potential. It was even more surprising that they did it when they had to shake up their offensive line. Um, but if if they're going to find ways to get targets each week from Goff, then Swift will be a start pretty much every week, and Williams will be a flex pretty much every week.
0: Okay, if I offered you my Antonio Gibson for your DeAndre Swift, what no. would you say? You'd rather have Swift? No. That is a huge turnaround after week one.
2: I had Swift ahead of Gibson.
0: You didn't, but you did, but Dave certainly did not. Gibson Gibson had 20
1: carries, didn't he? Or 22? No, wait a minute. Are you wait, you're offering me? He's offering Gibson you Gibson my Swift? Swift? Yes. I'd rather have Gibson. I'm sorry, I misunderstood your question. Okay. You'd rather have you still rather have Gibson. Okay. Gibson than Swift. <laughs> okay. I'm, yes, definitely misunderstood.
0: All right. All right. That's all right. I'll calm down now. Okay. Um, would you rather have Mixon
2: or Barkley? Oh, Mixon! Again, we had you had Mixon ahead of Barkley before the season, Dave. Yeah, it's Mixon.
0: All right, which is fine. Would you rather have Mixon or Jonathan Taylor? That's a good one. Who is it,
1: Mixon or Taylor?
0: Taylor and his six catches for sixty yards, by the way, and seventeen carries. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a solid. I know it was a little disappointing he didn't score, but you got to feel pretty good about the role for. He Jonathan had one Taylor. called back, if I recall.
2: Yeah, that, that I'm just, I said that's a really good one. I think oh, I had yeah, them back yeah.
0: to back. All right. So who'd you rather yeah. have
2: Mixon or Taylor? Taylor. It's really, it's, man, I think I'd probably go Mixon.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, wide receivers, top five wide receivers this week. Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill. Oh my god. Tyreek Hill, 197 yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, 189 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett, two two touchdowns, two big ones. Corey Davis. <laughs> And Adam Thielen is tied with Corey Davis. Uh, Thielen though gets the edge in PPR. He had nine catches to Davis's five. How about Debo Samuel and Corey De- and Adam Thielen? I know they're you know different levels here, but great performances. Heath, give me your thoughts on Debo.
2: Well, I I think what we said was right. When two of those guys are there, they can both be really good. Kittle and Debo Samuel. Kittle and Ayuk. Ayuk and Samuel. I mean, all three of them are there, and Ayuk just wasn't basically wasn't there today, he wasn't a part of the game plan at all. Now, Samuel did have a one really big play that enhanced his numbers, but even without that play, he still would have had a very good day. For as long as Ayuk remains injured in the doghouse, wherever he is, um, I think Samuel's a start.
0: And Dave, give me your thoughts on Adam Thielen catching two touchdowns, get picking up right where he left off.
1: One of them not in the red zone either. That was exciting. I think it's a little bit of evidence that without having Irv Smith there, that, uh, that this is a guy that he's that, uh, Kirk cousins is going to look to when he needs to make a play. Jefferson should have had a touchdown, by the way. I think that, I I mean, maybe the knee was down before he got in, but he had a catch where he was finding in the end zone and maybe should have gotten it.
0: Yes. But for those of us who have a lot of Dalvin cook, we were very happy with the end (laughs) result there. (laughs) Sure. Uh, top five tight ends this week. Gronk and Kelsey and Hawkinson and Jawan Johnson and then Dallas Goddard is fifth. Four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown, and he's top five going into Sunday night. Gronk, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Jawan Johnson, and Goddard. Um, You don't don't have to say much about Kelsey or Hawkinson, but Gronk and... All right, who's the best out of these three? Gronk, Jawan Johnson, Dallas Goddard.
2: Goddard.
1: I think I'm going to say Goddard, but man, you could look foolish saying that the way Gronk played on Thursday.
2: Yeah, I, I Juwan is last on the list. list for sure. Yes, Gronk's close to Goddard. They're both low end number ones. Now, I think Jawan, mm-hmm. I'm not buying this thing. Um, and also, like we're talking about the top five tight ends when two of the top five tight ends play tomorrow. So
0: that is true. Kittle, by the way, had the third most yards among tight ends. He had 78 yards. Did anybody care about David Njoku and his three catches for 76 yards?
2: Um, no. That it ruined Austin Hooper. Yeah,
0: okay. All right, guys, that's uh, your top five. Let's go through the games. Tell me if there's anything we did not cover. Arizona 38 and Tennessee 13. Heath, what do you got for believe it or
2: not? Uh, believe it or not, the Titans are bad. Not Man, they could not block Arizona up front. They couldn't protect Tannehill at all. I believe that. They they will be bad if they can't
1: block any better than that. Of course, but I think that they can work on that and get better than that at that.
0: Let me give you what I think is a bit of an underrated storyline in this game, as I just got to pull up the box score. I already got it. Great. The targets. Hopkins had eight. A.J. Green had six. Kirk had five, and he caught two touchdowns, by the way. Rondell Moore had five. Chase Edmonds had four. Hopkins, Hopkins made two great plays to catch his two touchdowns, but mm-hmm. obviously things could change. He could have 12 targets next week, but we don't want to see this type of even
1: distribution, do we? No. No, but this could be a sign that this is what we're going to get. They realized that they didn't have a whole lot with DeAndre Hopkins last year, so they signed A.J. Green, And they drafted Rondell Moore, and they hung on to Christian Kirk. Those are going to be where the targets are going to go. Plus, Chase Edmonds will get targets.
2: My 2020 DeAndre Hopkins target share concerns are finally coming true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Took a year.
0: All right, let's go to Cincinnati 27, Minnesota 24. Uh, This was a great game. Went all the way down to the wire in overtime. Kirk Cousins 26. Oh, sorry, Heath. Go ahead.
2: No, I, this one was weird too. You mentioned the target share. My, my, believe it or not, would be that KJ Osborne's
1: going to be a thing. Nine targets, seven catches, seventy-six yards. I know he's fast. I didn't really watch much.
0: Come of this on, game. Dave. We saw KJ Osborne. He's not a, and he's a Miami Hurricane. He's a special. I team know stud. He,
1: he was like more of a special teams player, but he got a chance to play a little bit today. I yeah. can't believe that he'll be a thing. Because the nine targets for Justin Jefferson and the 10 for Adam Thielen
2: are fantastic. But if this is like every other Vikings game and they throw 30 passes instead of 50, those numbers are not very impressive at all. Mm -hmm. And 67 snaps for KJ Osborne.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It would surprise me. Seven catches for 76 yards. He was really good. Um,
2: Yeah, and don't forget, they played an extra 10 minutes of football, too. Well that's what but that's what I'm saying. He had the same number of targets as Jefferson and one fewer target than Thielen. I don't care about the nine targets so much, but if it's a three-way not it's not gonna be a three way split. If he's anywhere in the neighborhood of Thielen, Jefferson Cook, then it's a problem for everybody unless they're just gonna throw 50 passes a game, which they're not because they're not gonna play overtime every game, probably. He had
1: zero targets in overtime.
0: Yeah, cousins, by the way, only threw 49 passes. So oh, yeah. uh Jefferson <laughs> threw one. Oh, uh, uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Tyler Boyd, three catches for 32 yards. Dave, we didn't really talk about him. He was one of your losers. Are you concerned?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Disappointing that he finished third in the pecking order among the receivers, that Chase had more and Higgins had more, and Higgins didn't even play a complete game. So, a little frustrating, but this is how it works in the NFL, usually, is that the more explosive receivers get more opportunities, and the guys that play in the slot sometimes they do get more and sometimes they don't. And this is one of those games where they didn't. So probably it, this is one where I think you can downgrade Boyd a little bit and call him more of a, a definite number three receiver, maybe a flex, maybe not necessarily a number two receiver in PPR. All
0: right. Chargers 20, Washington 16. And I think I'm guessing the people who, you know, they like the beat reporters would probably tell you Herbert played better than his fantasy point total. Only 15 points. There were a lot of drops in this game. And he threw for 337 yards. But anyway, uh, Heath, what do you got for Believe It or Not?
2: Uh, we didn't answer this one earlier, so I'll just go back to it. Believe it or not, Mike Williams is going to be a top 25 wide receiver rest of the season.
1: I can't believe it. I think he's going to be good. I think you should ride him while you're confident in him. But I don't believe he'll finish as a top 25. Do you, you believe that his he's going
2: to have an increased target share from past years?
1: When he plays, yes. He it hasn't really be missed it. Better than games. it was last year. Um, okay.
2: Does that come out of dark? I think that's the next next question. Then, like, in analyzing the Chargers and this, because they're one of the teams that we didn't know exactly what they were going to do on offense, and they did something very different than what I expected. I think, than what we all expected,
1: they threw downfield.
2: Like, the question is, how much does that matter? Because if this is the offensive game plan, Austin Eckler is probably going to bust. Yeah, it's amazing that he didn't have a target in this game. I, he's going to have some targets, but if he's getting four targets a game instead of the eight to 10 that we thought he might get or six to eight. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, keep in mind, Herbert threw 47 times, which is still even more amazing for Echo and Williams. <laughs> Williams had 12 targets, which was the second most of his career, but they did throw the ball a
2: lot. It's a 25% target share. If he has, gets 25% of the team's targets this year, he's going to be a top 20 wide receiver. Yeah, he maybe is. Maybe top 15.
1: This is this is the bright side to a guy that's consistently had a lot of air yards, and he did today. As of now, as of when we're talking, he's top twelve in air yards among uh, receivers. So when when you get the air yards and you get a chance to make plays on them, this is this is what happens. Uh, all right, how about believe it or not, Terry McLaurin is screwed
2: with Taylor Heineke at quarterback.
1: Yeah, uh, That's a downgrade.
2: I mean, I love some good games, but the guys like look, I don't know where Ta- Taylor Heineke fits on Terry McLaurin's career quarterbacks played with list, but he
1: fits in very well. And just because I have him. it open. Terry McLaurin had 43 air yards today.
0: All right. Let me, let me see what McLaurin did in the playoffs last year because Heineke started that game and McLaurin had six catches for 75 yards on seven targets. Uh, I'm worried now. I'm just a little worried about touchdowns now. But he, had, he caught all four of his targets today, 62 yards. Ugh, very and frustrating. The, and
2: Washington hardly had the ball at all in this game. That probably won't happen all year.
0: Yeah, 24 minutes of possession. All right, uh, any, any uh, thoughts on Antonio Gibson? Antonio Gibson with 21 carries for 92 yards, three catches for 18 yards. J.D. McKissick had one target.
2: That's great.
1: Yeah, no, all right, he's good, good. Stuff. good you, you'll, stuff. You'll take any running back in fantasy that gets 20 carries and five targets.
0: Okay, Logan Thomas caught a touchdown. That was good to see. Houston, 37, Jacksonville, 21. We we do have to talk about Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram had uh, he, 26 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown against the Jaguars. Philip Lindsay also had a touchdown. He had eight carries. David Johnson had three carries. So Mark Ingram is 32% rostered. What should it be? Or
2: am I? Is this a buy or
0: sell? Is this a believe it or not, Heath? Uh,
2: no, we can do this, and then I'll do my Believe It or Not.
0: All right, so what should Mark
1: Ingram's roster percentage be next week? 60. Yeah, it'll be around there. And remember, we're we're living in a time where people are gravitating toward running back names they know, and this is one that everybody that's been playing fantasy for more than two years knows. So I, I could very well see him in even in the 70s after Wednesday night.
2: Believe it or not, every time you start a JAG, you're just gonna be sweating garbage time,
0: <laughs> unless it's James Robinson. <laughs> not right? at You're hoping not every no time we're, we're gonna guess it's it's James out. Robinson. He
2: was the worst one of the group today. I know yeah. you know, don't want before Robinson. You was. don't want James Robinson at garbage time. Like, well, no, there's no choice of whether it's garbage time or not. <laughs> there will be garbage time. It's just, is there any chance for any of them to have success before garbage time? this
0: guy is the biggest loser of the
2: week. Is he uh, maybe James
0: Robinson? He's got to be up there. Five carries, three right. catches at Houston. How many carries did Hyde have? Nine carries. Uh, but, uh, but I think a lot of those were late.
2: Uh, I'll check on that, but still five carries. I'm and, sure it'll be better next week against Denver uh, or Chandler Jones. To <laughs> and then Arizona in after that. Me. I, I mean,
0: you, you saw the report about urban Meyer, a CBS Lock and Four report about urban Meyer before the game. It's, not off to a good start. So, I mean, if you were redrafting today, James Robinson was a you know about 36th overall, somewhere around the 3-4
2: turn. Where
1: mm-hmm. would you take him now? I would try and look for him in round
2: 4-5. I don't know if I drafted James Robinson this year. And uh, that's not because of anything good that I did. It's just a, a stroke of good fortune. Um,
1: well, you were drafting with me in half
2: your leagues, but um, yeah, I would not want to do that now either.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the score was 37 14 at one point. Hyde got four of his nine carries. i even. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was than. still like a top 12 quarterback. He he did the Bortles. Yeah, <laughs> who's your favorite Jaguars wide receiver going forward?
1: I'll still say and PPR.
2: I might just go back to Chark. Now, like, I, I never had a great deal of confidence. It was always kind of just like moving them around and around in the 30s, and Chark had three more targets than the other guys and made a play downfield. True.
1: Yeah, he did have the fewest but Didn't catches. he just have, like, one great play? Yeah, he did. And everything else was just kind of... How many great plays? <laughs> he had a couple drops.
2: Didn't they all have one great play? Except LaVisca just didn't have a
1: great play? LaVisca just had a lot of bad plays. But he had
0: seven <laughs> catches, and so... I think if you're in full PPR, I guess he
1: had he had 55 yards in his other two catches, but 12 targets, three receptions. It's hard to get thrilled about DJ Chark when he sounds doing that. a lot, lot. Maybe Gardner Minshew wasn't the
2: problem.
0: Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, but but is anybody thinking that Mark Ingram might actually be someone that we could start this year? Like next week, would you start Mark Ingram or Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams.
1: Williams against the Packers, and it's Mark Ingram at Cleveland. I think that's, I think it's going to be a different story for the Texans most weeks yeah. than what we saw today. Yeah. Revenge so, game, so Jamal Williams, fun. start of the week.
0: Uh, Carolina 19, Jets 14.
2: Heath? Believe it or not, the Jets are still the Jets. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it, I, I mean, you can that? believe that. Of course, they're terrible. I'd kind of we'd kind of started to talk ourselves into Zach Wilson looked okay in the preseason. Elijah Moore is going to be a great rookie wide receiver. They've got Michael Carter. Things are trending in the right direction for the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you dropping Michael Carter for uh, Mark Ingram? No,
1: but I drop him for Elijah Mitchell. If I need a running back next week, I'm going to drop him for Mark Ingram. I don't know if I'm going to really like the results, but I think Mark Ingram is going to get more work than Michael Carter. Zach Wilson was six of sixteen in the first half of the game. And he finished up twenty of thirty-seven.
2: Might be a Robbie Anderson problem too. I'm glad he caught the long touchdown, but he only had three targets.
1: That was surprising. And DJ Donald Moore thirty from the times.
0: You know, you know. Look, we didn't we didn't really see a ton of Robbie Anderson with Christian McCaffrey last year, but well, Terrace Marshall had twice as many targets as him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, okay, fine. But but McCaffrey had nine catches in this game. I mean, he's just a PPR machine. Um, DJ Moore was so good, but again, no touchdown. Six catches for eighty yards. And by the way, the Jets did better against tight ends, but they should have given up a touchdown to, to a tight end. Uh it wasn't Dan Arnold. Who was it? Ian Thomas. It was wide it was open in the end zone and Darnold missed him. Okay, I think that's enough for that game. Well, I don't know. Do you want to talk more about Robbie Anderson? And DJ Moore?
2: I'm just a little... He's a number three receiver this week, and I'm a little bit worried. And if he has another week where he gets fewer targets than Terrace Marshall, then I'm going to be a lot worried.
0: All right, Philadelphia 32 and Atlanta 6. Go. This is my
2: favorite. Maybe maybe one of my favorite, believe it or not, I've ever done because of the results of the poll. Uh, Believe it (laughs) or not, the Kyle Pitts fantasy manager should be looking for a streaming option this week.
0: (laughs) Did you hear the list of the top five
2: tight ends? I mean, it's still a crap position. What are you doing streaming? Come on. He plays Tampa Bay. The offense looks awful. You're going to start Kyle Pitts? You're 0-1 already. Who am I going to start over him?
1: All right, well, first of all, Dave, give your answer. Rob Gronkowski? No, I'm I'm going to start Kyle Pitts in week two. When I drafted him, I made the commitment to use Kyle Pitts. I'm, listen, I, maybe you can make a consideration to get if you get Gronk off the waiver wire. Do you really think about Gronk out of pits? I think that's worth a, a thought. It's a good thought exercise to actually go through. Gronk has the better matchup. Gronk had more targets. Gronk obviously had better numbers. Yeah. What's his
0: roster percent? Let me look up Rob Gronkowski's roster percentage 83%. So, high. yeah. So, you're um, not
2: He is uh, 40. I got 47% believe it, 48% not on that poll after the oh, first wow. 1100 votes. So, But that's just because 47% of people didn't draft Kyle Pitts in round four or five.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, it was a horrible—I think I'm almost encouraged that it was a bad day for the offense because if they had had a really good day and Pitts had been this disappointing, it, it, why wouldn't you apply the same logic to Calvin Ridley? If we're going to be worried about Kyle Pitts, shouldn't we be worried about Ka- Calvin Ridley? No
2: way. Okay. Come why? on, because Calvin Ridley is an All-Pro wide receiver who has delivered as a top-12 wide receiver who has been incredible for four years in the NFL. I know, and Kyle but what I, is a rookie tight end?
0: What I'm saying is, if Cal- if the offense is as bad as you think, or as you as it was today, if they're really going to have a bad offense this year, then Calvin Ridley is going to be
2: a bust. I think if they could have a, they could have a bad offense this year, and Calvin Ridley could still be very good. But he's not going to be a top-five wide receiver. If they have a bad offense, <laughs> that's probably if they true. suck
0: as bad as they did today.
2: Uh, well, they as bad as they did today, yes. I don't think they'll be quite this battle year. No,
0: I'm surprised. I'm a little. Uh, I don't know if I want to get it back to Mike Davis, but I'm a little surprised that that you're down on him because it's not Patterson didn't have that big of a role. Davis had 18 touches.
2: Patterson had nine,
1: seven carries, two catches.
2: Yeah, I. And, that was not a garbage time thing.
1: And more total yards. No, not at all. He was playing on the first series. I haven't mentioned it yet, but
0: how about uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith in this game, and Jalen Waddle all catching a touchdown today. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. All right, Pittsburgh 23, Buffalo 16. Interesting game, by the way. Nice statement by the
2: Steelers. All right, go ahead, Heath. Um, believe it or not... The Steelers' offense isn't going to be any better
1: than it was last year. I hate to say I believe it, but I'm starting to believe it. Now, I did say coming into this week that Buffalo's defense was going to be good and that their D-line was going to be real good. I think the win for Pittsburgh covers up a lot of warts. Yeah. And we'll see those warts come out. So I'm a little nervous about my Steelers players moving forward. The the one I'm like most worried about would
2: still be Najee. He played every single offensive snap. One hundred percent of the snaps. He caught one pass. Mm-hmm. That yeah. he did not throw to their running back more after they didn't throw to their running back last year. Yeah, I, nothing still
0: really like, changed I, them, I still feel it? like that's a that's gonna that he's gonna have a role in the
2: passing game. I I, I do.
0: And he played I, 100% I of the But snaps. you have
2: to feel less certain about that after this game than you did before this game, considering what they did last year. I don't know. It's one game. It, okay. it, they have a different coordinator this year, you know? I mean, I'm, not but, I'm they, not— but there was no evidence of that in Week 1. There was evidence in
0: the preseason. When their first team was out there, Najee Harris was catching passes. Yeah. You never know what to make a preseason. I, if you still believe in Harris, this is a great buy-low opportunity. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially right before they play the Raiders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, for the Bills, any concerns? I mean, no, Diggs had 15 targets. How about Beasley? I mean, eight catches for 60 yards on 13 targets. Allen threw 51 times in this game, and um, Beasley, you know, 60 percent rostered, only started in six percent of leagues. 13 targets, guys. Is this does this move the needle for you?
1: I don't know if it moves the needle. I think Beasley has games like this. He's one of those receivers that you start hoping that he hits his floor of 10 PPR points and anything you get past that is uh is gravy. I thought for sure you'd come up with a buy or sell about Josh Allen who <laughs> completed 30 of 51 throws, only one touchdown.
0: So I think confidently that is a player that nobody is panicking about after one week, right? I mean, he had a bad week, 18 sure. fantasy points
2: and well, d- and we had all decided before the season started that the Everyone knew Josh Allen was going to regress a little bit and wouldn't just continue to get better because that was no. We haven't all decided that.
0: <laughs> I wonder now. Did, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this Twitter poll right now. Who who would you rather have rest of season, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? Because I bet Kyler Murray wins. Of course, he's going to win.
1: Of course, he's going to win. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> absolutely. All right, uh, let's go to Seattle. Twenty. That was the high. I think that was the highest my voice has ever gotten.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. that was serious, incredulous. I'm going to have to clip
0: there. that. Schrager, write it down. A minute, an hour and six minutes or so. I got, of course, Seattle 28, Indianapolis 16. Um, All right, what do you got for this game? Colts and uh, Colts and Seahawks. Yeah, they didn't play themselves.
2: Naheem Hines is going to have at least as big of a role as he had last year, if not bigger.
1: I think this is toward the high side of what his role will be from week to week. Well, yeah, I mean... 15 15 touches touches is going to be... I think it's rare when we see him get 15 touches. But
2: the role he had last year made him a top 20 PPR running back.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking he doesn't get there. Not on a per-game basis this year. Was he top 20 on a per-game basis? I don't think he was on a per-game basis. The
2: combination... He was top 24 on a per-game basis. The combination of the contract and then the leak about how they want him to be more involved, and then him getting 15 touches in week one is a little bit too, team and targets? too much for me to overlook. I I think I underestimated Naeem Hines coming into this year, and he'll be ranked a lot higher next week.
0: Okay, this is another game. I just want to take a look at the, the target distribution here for Seattle. I didn't get to see all that much of this, but it's so funny. They talk so much about the short passing game and whatnot, and what were the two plays that stand out? <laughs> Deep balls yeah, to right. Tyler Lockett. But uh, you had five. You had, like, this sucks. Five targets? Well, Wilson Wilson only threw 23
1: passes. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so five targets maximum. Lockett had five. Metcalf had five. Disley three. Carson three. That's just weird. But, uh, all right. I, I guess I won't make too much of it. They had a big lead and didn't really need much from Wilson. And they're so efficient anyway. But Metcalf... Got the touchdown, four catches, sixty yards, and a touchdown. Lockett, big game, four for a hundred and two
2: touchdowns. All right, if, I, the do you other, think, believe it or not, I was going to do was there's just once again not going to be that much separation between Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf.
0: And then on the other hand, I mean, I, I, like Dave might think, hey, Lock, this was what Lockett does, you know? Right? Like, should we? Sure. All right. So, are you buying that, Dave? There won't be that much separation between Lockett and Metcalf.
1: I, I think we're still going to see Metcalf as the more consistent fantasy receiver. Yeah, but well oh, I mean I I, this is it's this is classic Lockett. You can almost pencil in that next week. He's not going to do anything even remotely close. I, I mean, mean, you can almost pencil in It's not like DK Metcalf was actually safety. consistent last year.
0: He was just more He consistent was in the first half of the year. He, he was when also. Wilson was. Yep. Right. Uh, all right, guys, let's let's wrap up about 5 5 minutes,
2: 5 games. San Francisco 41, Detroit 33. Believe it or not, Debo Samuel should be a must is gonna be a must start wide receiver this year.
1: I think he's a must start receiver for now. The the long touchdown he had was ridiculous. He should have been tackled. He might not have even I, I guess it's fine that he caught the ball. He should have been tackled right then, and he just broke away for a run. Um I, I would imagine this is your sell high time on Debo Samuel.
0: I'm not trying to shortchange it. I really don't think there are any other storylines to cover in this game As we talked a ton about the Lions. So let's go to Denver 27, Giants 13.
2: Believe it or not, Sterling Shepard is the only Giant you should start on Thursday.
0: Seven catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown.
1: It's scary stuff. You're playing with fire when you said Saquon. 20% of our people on CBS Sports did it. I bet that number's higher this week. Right, yeah, I don't think, it's dangerous. Start, he, he, I I bet he ends up playing a little bit more this week than he did.
0: Um, well, what buy or sell? I'm not even sure I'm starting Shepard this week. But you know, buy or sell. I'm, not,
2: I'm probably not starting any Giants this week.
0: Thursday You're starting Shepard the
1: same way you started Cole Beasley.
0: But I did tell and you. I TPR mean, I did four. say like a hundred times, Daniel Jones and Sterling Shepard, and they've got a connection.
2: Right. Yes, he's yeah. he's a good number three ish wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater
1: played really well. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He, he really did. Um, uh, there were a couple plays that there were jumpy in the pocket.
0: Oh, come on, Dave. Will you style Like, give the guy a break. There were a couple plays where he was jumpy in the pocket. He was 28 yeah. of 36 for 264 yards. That included a 50-yard dropped touchdown. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to penalize him for being jumpy in the pocket he on a couple good. plays? Are we yes.
1: rushing to start Teddy Bridgewater He's at in Jacksonville, fantasy? and he, he has the
0: Jets in his next two games. He plays
1: Jacksonville this week. <laughs> okay, then maybe we are.
0: He's a good waiver-wire <laughs> option. He's 23% rostered.
2: I, I mean, you know. How many Broncos would you start against? This is a fun game. How many Broncos would you start against Jacksonville over the top giant, whoever that is? Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Well, the other thing is he just lost Jerry Judy. That is a big deal, so we pump the brakes a little. All right, Kansas City, 33, Cleveland, 28.
2: Yeah, believe it or not, Jarvis Landry was overrated during draft season.
1: Overrated or underrated? Underrated. Underrated. He always is. Feels like that every year. And if he's going to keep playing games without Odell Beckham, then I think the answer to that is that you believe it. Yeah, I mean, that's the but story. They'll be back, and I wonder what that'll do to Landry's targets there. Not that it was <laughs> like a hurt chair today.
2: Oh, believe it or not, you can drop Mikkel Hardman. You can drop Michael Hardman. They're just going the really to throw a little Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and that's that's it.
0: Were you guys encouraged by Clyde Edwards-Elle? I know he didn't have a great game, but he had 14 of the 16 running back carries. Daryl Williams didn't have a catch. McKinnon didn't. They they did he had the three same.
1: catches. Yeah, that's a little better, but they we still this. saw Mahomes with a red zone touchdown run. I was. They did the same thing in the red
2: zone. Like it wasn't just that. Every time mm-hmm. they got in there, it was as if Clyde was just like, "Don't give it to him." <laughs> I <don't Yeah>. know. <laughs> but he was. But he was the alpha dog in the backfield. Right. It. It was. It was a little better, but um, it was also bad.
0: Who would you rather have rest of season, Kenny Galladay or the same or
2: points as, to point some of our mega duds?
0: <laughs> Kenny Galladay or Jarvis Landry?
2: Galladay. Galladay. Did, did Derrick Henry outscore Clyde? Uh <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, maybe. We're, we're encouraged by Clyde. <laughs> Henry's a <amazing. laughs> I told you it was first round pick segment. <laughs>
0: New Orleans 38, Green Bay three. Oh
2: man. Believe it up. Uh, believe it or not. Can I do this one?
0: Yeah. You should drop Marquez Callaway and his stinking two targets in one catch.
2: They play Carolina this week. Yeah. Carolina's not that bad. I, I really don't no, think. No, I don't they think they're that bad.
1: I, right. I agree. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't. If you want to drop him, that's fine.
1: So we're we're okay dropping Callaway, but we're not okay dropping Elijah Moore?
2: So, totally different situation.
1: Marcus Callaway
2: is an undrafted guy who did nothing last year in the NFL, and Elijah Moore is a, an elite
1: wide receiver prospect. He's not an elite wide receiver yet. Right. I'm, if I'm holding on to more, I'm holding on to Callaway. I'm giving it another week.
0: Can't emphasize how weird of a game this was for the Saints. Right? Just, just. N- nothing normal. <laughs> Beating the Packers 38-3 to in a home game in Jacksonville. Um, just weird. <laughs> Tony Jones looked pretty good and uh, 11 carries for 50 yards, one catch for three mm-hmm. yards. Miami 17, New England 16, our last game.
2: Oh man, I don't even know what to really make of this game. Let's
0: talk about uh let's ugh, I'm sorry it took an hour and fifteen minutes. Let's talk about uh Miles Gaskin. Weird game. He had six carries in the first half and then only three in the second half. he had a pretty good game. He had five catches, but not a great game. He was in on the play, I think, where Tua had the rushing touchdown near the That's goal. That's gotta line. count for something. Well, it's good to see him <laughs> in there instead was of He out the ball
1: for twenty three minutes. Yes. I, what they did you think of Gaskin? They that much. I think Gaskin will have plenty of weeks where he gets more work.
2: Not worried. We, I do think this is something we need to work, watch out for because New England's been this way before in the past when they were good, where the other team just doesn't get the ball. And um, that could be a concern for teams playing against the Patriots. It's nice for Damian Harris that Ramondre Stevenson also fumbled. Yes, it um, is. I don't know what to make of the tight ends. Any of them. Devontae
1: Parker had a good game. <laughs> I mean, freaking Mike Gasicki. Yeah. Did he that like one literally not
2: score a fantasy point?
1: Correct. None. No Two catches. targets, no catches. Mega dud.
2: If we were if ever there was to be a mega dud section, you might think he would have found his way into it. But
0: nobody cares about Mike Gasicki. Come on. It he started, he was not started 51%. 51% of, of leagues.
2: All right.
1: Well, Yeah, (laughs) We thought the opportunities would be there for him in this game without Fuller there and without Preston Williams there. just didn't turn out that way. Stinks. Uh.
0: Mm. Mm. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening and watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. You can see all of our shows are archived, of course, on YouTube. And uh, I'm going to go watch hopefully a little Justin Fields in the second half. For Dave and Heath, I am Adam. Thanks so much for listening fantasy football today we will talk to you on monday with a fresh episode that'll be me and Chris talk to you later.
1: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it